All right. So hello. Happy Saturday to all my milfy ass bitches. Um, it's not a Friday uh, episode. I apologize. I fucked up this week. Um, so yeah, episode four, it's Lexi, um, MILF's Anonymous. I, um, yeah, it's just gonna be me today. Um, quick little episode, uh, nothing heavy, nothing crazy, um, but before we get into anything, obviously I have to address what's been going on for the past, like, 11, 12 days. It's been insane. It's been heartbreaking. Um, I think we've reached a breaking point where <clears throat> change will happen. Um, I know I'm a white privileged female, so, um, I don't know if what I say has much, um, weight to it, but I'm here. I'm seeing, I'm seeing it. I'm hearing it. I'm learning more, um, trying to be better. Um, and obviously what's going on is extremely unfair. And I really hope that, um, we can push forward and, um, only positive things can happen from here on out. Um, I think there's small little victories happening in the world right now. I think people are really starting to open their eyes and be like, whoa, what the fuck? It's been a lot. Um, and definitely with those officers with the George Floyd case, um, getting in trouble, I think, you know, another little small victory, tons of steps we have to go. Um, I am behind it. I, you know, I'm understanding it the best that I can. And, um, trying to be the best person I can when it comes to it. So just wanted to, um, you know, I do have this little platform. I don't know how many people are listening, but I wanted to, you know, make sure everyone knows it's not falling on deaf ears. So getting into this episode, um, I want to go over last week's sound off with bouncing back. Um, I had a couple people reach out, literally two. Um, so I'm just going to go over those. They're both anonymous. Um, and I've already kind of said my part. I might uh, kind of go over what I think of what the person said. Um, but going forward, uh, this person had said, I love the podcast. Thank you very much. Um, appreciate your doing this, and I can't wait to hear more. I exercised my whole pregnancy and many years prior as continued after. My muscles were strong as reco in recovery seemed a lot easier for me. I feel if being able to be fit and healthy all the way around helps a lot with recovering and bouncing back in quotes, but it shouldn't be the norm. No. Yeah. I mean, perfectly said. Um, and then the second one is, um, I would like to remain anonymous, but I hope you read my response. I believe what Candace was saying about a full year to feel normal. I've had three kids each three years apart and a year has been when I feel like I'm back to normal, never back to how I was pre kids. I've gained weight and lost weight. I've never been one to exercise too much, but taking time to heal after forming and carrying and sacrificing your body to a point is normal and okay and shouldn't be shamed. Um, yeah. So, I mean, whatever is good for you. I don't think either way is better or worse. Um, you know, I do think though, either side, take a little time to relax a little bit. You know what I mean? At least those six weeks, you know, just chill. Um, you know, enjoy the baby. You're tired. You're getting into the swing of things. Um, there's nothing wrong with that. Um, you know, I was definitely like, oh, I got to get right back. Da, 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 da. I, oh my God. I mean, cause when you walk out of the, you know, after giving birth, you still have this, you still look pregnant. You're like, what the fuck is going on? Um, and your body is just so fucking different. The whole time it changes. But even after, it's just like, whoa. Like, the baby's out, but whoa. Um, 
And maybe that's just me, but, um, you know, uh, my mindset, and I feel like everyone's mindset for the most part is like, I really, oh my God, I, I want to fit in jeans and I want to do this and I want to do that. And, um, I just don't think it should be like the status quo. Like after you have a baby right back, have to look super, you know, right and tight again, everything is stretched out. I mean, your hips, your belly, your boobs. I mean, it's insane. So, um, definitely take time to relax and chill out. It's not the end of the world. Um, and enjoy that fucking baby. Cause it, I mean, Leland's already six months old and I feel like we just came back from the hospital with him. So it goes by very, very fast. Um, but like I said, I was in that mindset yet the first two months being home, I was eating cheesecake twice a night. And, um, to the point where I kept putting it on the grocery list and Caleb's like, you need to stop putting, this isn't a staple on our grocery list. Like you need to chill with the cheesecake. Um, and not cause he was telling me like, I can't eat cheesecake because we were both eating way too much cheesecake. It was becoming a problem. Um, but yeah, if you still want to sound off about this, let me know. I'd love to keep talking about it. Um, so this week new sound off. Um, is your partner and helping with the baby, um, children, whatever, what may have you. Um, and what's your situation like? If you want to tell me, um, are they helpful, not helpful, 50, 50, 60, 40, 70, 30. I feel like with the percentages of helpfulness kind of goes into category. So feeding, I would say with me, it's like 80, 20, because me 80, Caleb 20, or my mother-in-law who watches Lee. Because for the most part, like if I'm not here and if I'm working or if I'm like, if me and Caleb are out or something, which you don't do often at all. I've only done that like twice, maybe three times since he's been born. Um, <clears throat> and that's the only time that he's going to eat from a bottle. I breastfeed. So he's just on the boob and it's just easier. And I, and I don't really pump that much only really when I'm at work. Um, I try to at night, like right after I put him to bed. Um, but it's, you know, especially right now when he's teething, he's on the boob all the time. I don't want to put suction cups on my nipples. It fucking sucks. So, um, I like to keep my stash stashed up as much as possible. Um, so yeah, I would say for that, me and Caleb would be like, 80, 20. And not that, you know what I mean? He, he loves feeding them, but I just don't want to use the stash. We don't want to use the stash. I don't mind that. Um, diapers, I would definitely say, I would say 60, 40 only because I'm home more, but Caleb is always down and change a diaper. And that was like a big thing in our, when I found out I was pregnant, I'm like, you're going to change diapers. You're going to help with everything. Like, cause I know a lot of guys, I'm not going to change diaper. That's the woman's job. Da, da, da. Like what the fuck is wrong with you? Um, so I wasn't going to deal with that. Um, then there's bedtime. I would say like, I would say 70, 30 with me and Caleb because, you know, Lee likes to get the, the boob and then fall asleep. It's a lot easier, but Caleb will put him to sleep, especially, um, once I'm working again, Thursdays and Fridays, I usually come home a little later. Um, and Tuesdays sometimes too, depending on my scheduling. So he'll have to put him to bed or my mother-in-law will have to put him to bed. Um, and they'll bottle him and lay him down, but he, you know, he's in our bed a lot. So he likes to sleep next to me and it's, you know, easier when I do bedtime. Uh, and then bath time, I would definitely say me and Caleb are 50, 50 with this. And Caleb really likes giving him a bath. Um, and it's really, really helpful. Uh, yeah. I mean, and Caleb's really, really good at kind of like, he reads me very well, um, which I'm very happy about because sometimes I'll have like a really, really long day and, you know, I'll be feeding lean. It's almost time for bedtime. And he can kind of tell like, not that I don't want to bathe my child, but I'm exhausted and I want to get like a breather, go set up bedtime. You know, he'll get the baby, you know, bathe. And then I take the baby, massage him and get him ready to go to bed. Um, so yeah, let me know what goes on in your, you know, relationship with your kids and your partner and how that works. Um, 
I know it's different for everybody, and it's something that we should talk about. Um, a few, a couple other things that I want to talk about. So the dad versus mom mentality. Um, I feel like right when you get pregnant, when you're a mom, you're instantly like, okay, gonna be a mom, like probably ninety percent of the time. Um, I know there's you know some gray areas in there, but um, you know because you're pregnant, you can't you know eat certain things, you can't drink certain things, you can't do certain things. So it's like all right, here we go. You're getting ready, like right off the bat. And I feel like men have that nine months, especially first time dads, to kind of get it out of their system. All right, prepare themselves to become a dad. Um, which I feel like women don't really get that chance. Like all right, here we go. We're doing the damn thing. And then men are like, okay, like, and I, especially with me, and I think it's really healthy, you know, um, I told Kay, all right, whatever, you want to go out and do shit, you get it out of your system. And I think that's fine to do. Obviously not like going out every fucking night and doing crazy shit, but like when his friends say, you know, go, you go, it's fine. Um, so I think that's like a big thing for me, um, in the whole grand scheme of things. I just think, you know, women are just like thrown into it and men kind of get this like grace period where they get to like kind of um, be like, okay, like this is what we're going to do. Um, so yeah, a few other things, just going to go over some things that I wrote down that I kind of want to include in the podcast. Like I said, this isn't going to be a really long podcast. Um, I fucked up this week. I didn't really make time for it. And I'm sorry, which I've been home. What else am I doing? I mean, obviously I'm taking care of a child and trying to take care of my house. I'm horrible. I'm the worst homemaker in the world. I can cook really good. But my cleaning skills are very subpar. Um, and I know I'm not the only one. Please tell me I'm not the only one. So I wanted to go over a few things that kind of like popped into my head um, over time. Um, so yeah, babies, when you're, so the first, like, I'll say the first, like, three months, three, four months, your baby will just, like, lay there and look at you while you change. It's like that four, four and a half month, um, time where they start squirming and it's like trying to wrestle a rattlesnake when you're changing them. And Leland's only six months, so I'm sure it's only up from there. Um, but I want to know, I'm not, I'm definitely not the only one. That's definitely like a thing. Um, also speaking of that, baby poops are intense. I would say get a diaper genie and get this bag that smells good. Um, we did, I was like, I'm not buying a diaper genie. I don't want to, it's a waste of money. And then Kayla went and bought one because the, the diapers, as they get older, they fucking smell, especially when you start feeding them like purees and salads. Fuck. So that's, that's a thing. Um, what else? Oh, here's a big one that I wanted to go over this, um, this episode. So last week, um, was it last week? No, it was the week before. So I wanted to start running again. I got this jogging stroller from my mother-in-law. And when I continue with the story, nothing against her. Um, I had gotten a really, really nice Chico stroller, like a lightweight one, but I wanted like obviously a baby one and I wanted a, a system because I needed a bucket to put him in and out of the car. So not right. Not, I don't really use, like, I just leave the car seat in the car now because he's heavy because he's almost like 20 pounds. Um, but for when he was younger, I really needed the bucket to get around and I didn't have one. I had, I have a Graco forever that my um, aunt got me that once I'm done with this bucket one, cause once he's, he's really long, so he's going to outgrow it very soon. But the Graco forever one, um, the car seat is until he's out of car seats. So, um, 
but I really wanted a travel system. So my mother-in-law got me one from Baby Trend. Um, and we've been using it since it started getting nice out. So for the past uh, three months, I guess, um, we've been, you know, we would go on walks and stuff and it was a jogging stroller, but you're not supposed to jog with the baby until he's like six months. So Leland was like almost six months. So I was like, Oh, you know, why don't we try out jogging? Um, and I wanted to start, you know, jogging around and, um, exercising a little bit because my yoga isn't going on. I'm terrible at doing it at home. I'm, I literally pay a hundred bucks a year for beach body, but I never do it. I'm the worst. Um, so I was like, you know what, why don't, and it'll be easy for me to do it with him. Cause it's hard to work out when he's home. Um, I try my best. It's not the easiest thing in the world. So anyway, I, um, I went for a jog and I went all the way up and I, you know, down my street and around and up through the park. We had a wonderful jog. I felt amazing. And then we were like walking back and then I was crossing the road and I was like three blocks from my house or three streets away from my house. I was like, you know what? Why don't I finish strong jog home? So I crossed the street and right, I wasn't even running it. I was about to push to start jogging and I went to go push and the whole entire thing, the whole stroller just collapsed in itself. Leland was in the car seat portion and that kind of snapped out and fell on the ground. And, um, literally it was like my life flashed before my eyes and it was like an out of body experience. It was horrible. I feel like the worst mom in the world. Like if I didn't have him in the car seat, cause sometimes when we push him around, we'll just sit him in it cause he gets straps in it and stuff still too. But cause I was jogging, I wanted him really secure in the car seat. Um, so it was a horrible experience. And I know I'm not the only one, you know, babies and accidents. He was fine. There wasn't a scratch on him. You know, I checked his whole body. He didn't have any marks, nothing. Um, he was still strapped into the car seat. The car seat kind of just like toppled out and landed on its back. Like he wasn't, you know, hanging and almost touching the ground. Nothing like that happened. Um, but it was still terrible. And I know a lot of moms go through accidents and it's the worst feeling in the world. So if you want to share your story, let me know. Um, so yeah, I want to burn that stroller. I literally like didn't even want to go for walks. We ordered a brand new one. We got a Graco, um, modes jogger stroller. It's the fucking shit. I love it. Um, it was a little more pricey, but definitely with things like that, I feel like you need to spend money to be careful. And upon, after that happened and I was looking at the reviews, I never really looked at the reviews because it was a gift. Um, and my mother-in-law definitely did. She was like, it had four and a half stars. So, um, it was a horrible experience, but, um, I know I'm not the only one that goes through accidents with the baby. Um, and I want to know your story and you're not alone. And obviously I called the pediatrician right after they said, just keep an eye on him. And he was perfectly fine. So, okay. So just finishing off this episode, I am doing this at two different parts, which I usually don't. I kind of like to get it in one, one go at it. And I didn't get to do that today. Thank you, Caleb. He yelled upstairs to me for something and ruined the end. So I had to chop that off. So this is a little choppy. Still learning, guys. Um, but to kind of end off what I was talking about before with the accidents happening with your kids and honestly just feeling like fucking full-blown hot garbage about it and just feeling like the shittiest parent in the world, you're not alone. And you shouldn't feel that way. And I know it's hard not to. Like when you have a kid and they get hurt, I mean, Leland didn't get hurt, but I, the thinking of him being hurt, hey, he was scared when I picked him up out of the car seat and it was like the worst feeling in the world. Like I couldn't close, close to how I felt. I mean, don't get mad at me, but our son is circumcised when he got a circumcision. I was a hot mess. Just like any pain that they can ever be in. It's just like the worst thing in the world. Um, and I just, I don't know. 
no one really gave me a hard time about it at all. Everyone was like, you know, you can't do anything about it. It happened and he's okay. So, you know what I mean? The things that really fuck your head up are the what ifs. Like what if that happened when I was running, you know, faster or what if that happened and there was a car coming or what if that happened and it did completely flip over and he could have hit his face on the con. Oh my God. Like all the things that that's what really fucks you up. If like something, you know, tragic doesn't happen. But he is perfectly fine, was perfectly fine. I called the pediatrician. I think I said that already. And I was very um, proactive about the situation. And I was freaking out. And I felt really bad for my mother-in-law because she bought it. And she felt like shit, too, because she's the one that bought the baby death contraption. Um, The whole thing just folded up. It was crazy. It was horrible. It was the scariest thing I've ever been through. Like, besides ripping through my asshole at birth. And even that wasn't really scary because I couldn't feel anything. I had no idea what was even going on down there. But it was pretty fucking scary. And I want to talk about it. I feel like a lot of times when accidents like that happen, like, moms don't want to talk about it. It's like, oh, no, they'll judge me. I'm not going to fucking judge you. I want to know I'm not alone. And if anyone ever gives you a hard time, if an accident does happen, and if it's truly not your fault and you're not harming your child on purpose, there's no reason to feel that way. So that was my experience with it. And I wanted to share it because I feel like it's kind of taboo. And I feel like sharing it, sometimes you feel like you'll be vilified, like you're a bad mom or a bad parent for letting anything happen to your child. I mean, he's only six months when he starts crawling, walking. I mean, and he's a boy. Jesus Christ. This is only the beginning. Plus, he's Caleb Van Dusen's son. Who knows what the fuck he's going to get into. He's going to be a wild man. Or maybe not. I mean, I'm pretty wild too, so he's going to be wild. Or maybe polar opposite. Who knows what it'll be. But he will be trying to walk. And when you're walking, you don't just start. You stand up and you're just like perfectly good at it. I'm sure he'll get some bumps and bruises and I'll feel like shit then too. Um, so moving on. A couple other things I wanted to go over. Um, schedules for your children, for babies. I don't think there's like a set. I mean, you can go online and look it up, you know, like when do I put my baby to bed? How many times does he or she have to eat? And when do I do this and that? Cause there's, like I said, you literally poop a baby out. They give it to you. You go home and you're like, Oh my God, what do we do now? Um, and you know, your internal instincts pretty much kick in. You're kind of like, okay, here we go. And you're just going with the motion of the ocean. But, um, it definitely is hard to know what to do schedule wise, or if you don't have a schedule, my personal opinion is that a schedule is important. Not like crazy, like, you know, Nazi Germany schedule, but I think a nice, you know, structured plan for the day, for the most of the days, most majority is good. Nice little schedule you know, little, little bedtime naps at a certain time. Um, you know, we're just starting, you know, doing like a, you know, breakfast, lunch and dinner because he just started kind of really eating, um, like food purees and we're trying 
um, other things as well. So we're still kind of getting into the swing of things, but you know, bedtime, bedtime is like a constant. And I feel like if you can just get like a constant bedtime, that makes all the difference. Um, when he was like two, three weeks, um, cause I couldn't go up the stairs for a long time. So I couldn't really make a good schedule at first cause we were staying downstairs in my living room. Um, we started, I think it was like eight, nine o'clock at first. And then I slowly got it to 7 PM. So it's very rare if like, we're like out doing something or we're running a little late. Um, or if, you know, it just, the day runs a little later than normal. Um, most of the time we're upstairs at seven and he's, you know, on the boob and getting ready to go to bed. Um, I do know of a few children that don't have a schedule like at all. And I don't think it's a positive thing. Um, but to each their own, I just feel like it makes everything a lot harder. I feel like when they know something, I feel like even though sometimes they'll try and like be combative about it. It's good to have it just because it's good to just have those bones in the day of kind of knowing what's going to happen. And they thrive off of it even though they don't know it. Um, but I could just be talking out of my asshole. This is just based on my experience. You know, if you have a child that you guys don't really have a schedule, um, then and, and they thrive like no other, oh my God, let me know. Call me out, please. But just from my experience, I definitely feel like a schedule is a big deal and helpful in many ways to everybody, especially like me and Caleb as a couple, um, you know, and to the parents, it's helpful. You get a little bit of time together when the babies, you know, go to bed. And I think that's important because you definitely have to keep your relationship strong to be good parents and to do the damn thing because it's not easy. It's not, you know... It ain't nothing, that's for sure. It's, it's you know, it's hard work. And, you know, some days are longer than others. Some days are amazing. Some days are hard. Some days are stressful. Um, some days you want to rip each other's heads off. So you need that little bit of time. Um, whether it be a movie or a joint or a glass of wine or you guys fuck like rabbits downstairs on the couch while the baby sleeps. I mean, Hello. That's what that's there for. So I, or like a board game or a puzzle, you know, whatever it may be that gets, you know, gets you through to the next day and lets you unwind with each other. It's important. Now, don't get me wrong. Caleb falls asleep at like 7, 38 o'clock every night and he sleeps like a dead man. So, you know, <laughs> some nights I'm luckier than others, but it's definitely important to have that time set aside. Um, yeah. So let me know about that. And, um, going forward to the last topic of the night, I would say it would be, what is it going to be? Let's see. Oh, um, cause I just did like five seconds ago. My brain span is not the best. Um, Checking, I know I'm not the only person that does this, but I do it all the time. And I'd like to think that I'm not crazy, but I definitely like check 
Leland's breathing all the time. And I'll even be like, oh, no, like I see it in the monitor, but I still have to come upstairs and check in. I just did it like right before I started recording this. Um, and I was just thinking like, oh, my God, I literally just like I'll like a finger under the nose, hand on the back, hand on the front, tickle the toes. Like, and then he wakes up and I'm like, fuck, why did I do that? But like, it's a real thing. It's like a neurological disorder where you're like, oh my God, he's not breathing. And you like rush up the stairs and you're like, oh no, he's fine. Like, what the fuck? Um, that's definitely something I will touch on a lot in here too. It's like the mental, unless I'm just fucking batshit crazy, the things that you think about sometimes, like, um, one of the things like I am like deathly afraid of, which I don't know why when you walk up my steps, there's like the banister that goes around. It's very, my upstairs is not that big, but, um, it goes around the whole like hallway area to the, th- the three rooms and then to go to the upstairs attic room. Um, but there's like a banister and there's like a little piece of banister that's like right before you walk in to our bedroom and Leland sleeps in the bassinet next to us in our bedroom. A lot of the times in the bed next to me fucking sue me. Um, but I always get nervous, especially now. They sometimes will just like fling back and I'll be like, whoa, like, what are you doing? He tries to do like a black backflip out of my arms. I, I don't really know what that's about, but he, I always get nervous. Like, oh my God, what if he just like flips himself out of it, my arms and just like falls over the banister? And now that I think about it all the time, but sometimes I'm not walking past it, I'm like, oh my God, that would be the worst thing that would ever happen. Like, I hold them tighter. I'm like, oh, my God, I don't want that to happen. I can't be the only one. Like I said, unless I'm just full-blown psychotic, I guess that's why you're listening. So, yeah, that's pretty much it for this week. I hope that you enjoy it. Definitely reach out to me, even if you already have, even if you haven't, especially. Um, let me know what you're thinking. Let me know about the sound-offs. Um, we got a few going right now. Coronavirus. What are you doing during quarantine? Quarantine, not quarantine. But yeah, tell me what you're doing during that. If you're still on quarantine and if you just went back to work, I mean, whatever it may be, what are you doing? And then last week, um, we talked about, what the fuck did we talk about last week? Oh, bouncing back. Jesus Christ. Bouncing back, we talked about. And then um, this week is helpful or unhelpful, not helpful partners. Let me know. I'm curious. I want to talk about it. We need to start a conversation. I hope everyone's still staying safe out there, staying sane. Um, sent, I don't want to sound like super cliche or corny, but it's hard times right now for everyone. Um, for the black community, for people on unemployment who couldn't get unemployment, the fucking virus, the world's going mad. Shit is not right. So I'm hoping we needed all this craziness to just catapult us forward into... (laughs) I don't want to say greatness. But just to better. Just to better. Everything needs to be better. 
Let's just treat everyone how we want to be treated. And let's just tell the people that we care about that we love them. Hugs aren't really a huge thing right now. But maybe like when you send it, like send them a text with like the double parentheses and inside of that hugs, like virtual hug, right? That's what that is. We just need that right now. So I hope you look forward to this episode. I'm going to try and be better with posting them on Friday. Unless you like Saturday. It's really not Saturday anymore. It's like Sunday. But let me know what you think. If you like it. If you don't like it. If I should just shut the fuck up. If you want to hear more. Please. I'm here. I'm ready. I'm willing. I'm wanting. Just push out more shit about this. And I got a whole list of stuff to talk about. So if you hate this, I'm fucking sorry, but it's probably going to go on for a while. But yeah, I hope whenever you're listening to this, you have a wonderful morning, afternoon, night, weekend, weekday, work day, whatever the fuck you're doing. I hope you have a good one. And I will talk to you next week.